Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Well, welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm Lauren Sweeney, honored to be your host today on our podcast. Today's guest, Aurora Winter, is going to be incredible and give us a lot of thoughts about communication and leadership, which I know our audience loves to hear. So let's hear a little bit about her and then we will bring her on camera. She has an MBA and she's an award-winning best-selling author. She's a successful serial entrepreneur, a media trainer, a creator of the spoken author method. Ooh, sounds cool. And a founder of the Same Page Publishing House. She left her lucrative career as a TV executive decades ago to become a full-time author, trainer, and entrepreneur. She uses storytelling, which we love to talk about as well, to really create an image. And she's created a life for herself, and I'm sure she helps her clients do the same, freedom creativity, and contribution. Oh, I love that. And she now helps her clients turn their words into wealth, wisdom, and wonder. Ah, well, welcome to our show, Aurora. We're glad to have you. Oh, so great to be here with you, Lauren. And I look forward to contributing so that the listeners can create more impact, more income, and more joy. Oh, I love that. We are all about that. We have a lot of entrepreneurs and we have a lot of executives. And at the end of the day, people want more freedom, more excitement, more happiness, more joy and getting their message across. How yeah. did you decide to make that transition? Because we also have a lot of people in that transitional space. You left a lucrative career and decided, let me pursue something else. And now you're contributing in more ways than you ever knew. What was that like? Oh, well, it's been a great journey. I've always been obsessed with communication. I've always wanted to be a writer or I've, I've been writing since I was nine years old. And um, the pandemic actually helped me double down on what I really love to do. And I realized that my three core values are creativity, contribution, and connection. Hmm. So what in the uh, prior to the pandemic or up to the pandemic, I was, you know, launching uh, several events per year and I was training multiple people. But I also had this VIP program where I would launch thought leaders and I would help them create, uh, produce, publish and promote their book and launch themselves as a thought leader to the next level. And I love doing that. And when the pandemic basically said, yeah, no, get out of the event business, I thought, well, I'll just double down on what truly is my happy place, which is really helping experts and leaders and thought leaders identify what they have learned through their business and life experiences, and then share it with others so they can have a bigger contribution. Oh, I love that. I have found many people, including myself, definitely felt that way during pandemic as well, mm -hmm. that like, what are my priorities? What are my key? We call them like a big rock. What's really important that I want to move on yeah, I have all the time. I, you know, we used to say, well, when I have time, when I have yeah. time, and then the pandemic happened and we had time. And it was, it's funny to see like, well, I guess I wasn't that honest with myself on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, 80% of people want to write a book. So that is a very common thing. And a lot of people put it off because 
the old, you know, when I get around to it or when I have time. But you know what? You can't put things off forever. Writing a book is a little bit like getting pregnant. You know, you don't want to be getting pregnant when you're in your 50s. It's like, you know, you kind of miss the window. And while we don't think so much about missing that window of enthusiasm, of passion, of excitement, you know, I think it's better to do things that you really want to do sooner rather than later. And I also encourage people that you've got more than one book in you, but the average first-time author spends three and a half years writing their book. And that just made me so sad. And that's why I wrote my book, Turn Words Into Wealth, Blueprint for Your Business Brand and Book, to help people learn how to do it much more quickly, doing it the way that, you know, the celebrities and politicians and rich and famous have always done it, which I call the spoken author method, which is instead of staring at that blank page, have somebody interview you and then turn that with ease and grace and joy into a book and also into audios and videos to promote you and your book. Oh, I love that. Because as you mentioned in your bio, storytelling, yeah. there's so much power in, we all have a story and people want to do business with us or gain our products or services. If they like us, they know us, they trust us, and they will do that by hearing about us, by getting to know us. Exactly. A lot of people make the mistake of covering up what makes them human. But I say double down on what makes you human because yeah. that's where we connect. We don't trust people who look too perfect, you know, and, and, and so double down on what makes you human. So, so many of my clients, I, I ask them, I'll give them as homework, you know, think of a story that relates to your topic. For example, I'm helping somebody with a book about collaboration now. So I give her the homework. I mean, think of stories from your life that related to co collaboration. She came back to the call the following week. I don't have any stories. But then I asked her questions and pulled on the thread. And before you knew it, she had three stories that were really fantastic. So and most people are like that. Most people, you, uh, if they stare at the bank page and try to, okay, I'm going to write about whatever their area of expertise is, they kind of go, ah, nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. But if they're in a conversation and you pull on the thread, it's easy for them to come up with them. And that's how Sir Winston Churchill wrote so many books. He became a Pulitzer Prize winning author, but he didn't type everything. He had ghostwriters and secretaries and researchers and editors. And it's the same with the, you know, the books by Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. But now, thanks to Zoom and other things, regular, ordinary leaders and experts can use the same methods. I love that. And really, when I do listen to people's books, for example, you know, Michelle Obama's book, or when I listen to somebody's book, when it is a story, when I can hear their voice in it, yeah, it's more interesting. I'm more intrigued and it's less theory. Like, oh, well, theoretically, I'm perfect. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very interesting. It's not very relatable. Yeah. When they're really being vulnerable or telling me their story or then I can relate to it. I can find myself in it and I can hear the golden nuggets amongst it. Yeah, exactly right. So what I tell my clients is let's go as deep as you can. We can always edit it out. If later you decide you don't want to be that raw and that vulnerable in your book, we can edit it out. But I can't add honesty that you weren't willing to, you know, yeah. cough up to begin with. And it's just a, a lovely process. So I love helping people create their books that way. And I'm, I'm still writing all the time, you know, Turn Words Into Wealth came out this year. 
I'm right. working on another book for next year. I'm also writing uh, non-fiction. Uh, I'm writing mostly non-fiction, but I also write writing a fantasy series now. And I have a background as a film and television producer, writer, producer. So I'm an award-winning screenwriter. So I come to the table very fascinated with story and not just, oh, let's bang out a, a, a business card that's long. <laughs> so are there a few key questions? Let's say I do have that quote unquote writer's block and I hear you talking. I'm like, all right, Aurora, I'm going to, you know, just get on Zoom and have somebody interview me and I'm going to tell my story. Are there some good opening questions that you often ask that kind of allow the client to go go into their story? Well, I reverse engineer everything. So what stories matter depend on what is your goal. But let me let me give you an example that might be a better way to to answer it. Uh, yeah, there are some questions that I have, like I've got like 50 questions and but depending on the topic, we'll, we'll go it more depth in one way. So for example, I helped some clients write a book and that took their dentistry practice from 1.5 to $6 million, getting really clear on their message and, and their book. So I had to understand their business though and understanding their business, I came to learn that the average uh, dentistry patient might spend a couple hundred bucks, but people who are over 40 might spend, you know, uh, five figures because they need crowns and they finally got, oh, I have the money, I better take care of take care of all of this. So I, I suggested, why don't we write a book that will establish you as the experts for people over 40? So their book is called Keys to a Healthy Smile Over 40, Seven Secrets to Feeling Seven Years Younger. So obviously it needed content about dentistry, about why you should look after your teeth at all times, why it's especially important after 40. It needed stories about patients they had helped who are over 40 and what difference it had made to their confidence, their career, even their income, their dating. And there were there was also something uh, very unique about them. The dentists are uh, doctors Janice and Justine Doan, and they didn't grow up in America. Even though they are top 40 under 40 dentists in the US of A, they actually came from Vietnam. Wow. So that uh, because I got to know them and I asked them a bunch of questions and what were the turning points in their life? That's what you want to look for. What, what changed? What were the turning points? What were the worst things that happened to you or the best things that happened to you? And how did that change you? So part of their book is this wonderful, amazing story of them growing up in Vietnam mm -hmm. and, and uh, escaping <laughs> through a lot of trials and tribulations that can be made into a movie. And, and and landing in the in the US with basically just the clothes on their back. But there were interesting stories there when they lived in Vietnam and they were just uh, children. I think uh, she was maybe seven years old. She would see her grandmother taking her teeth, her false teeth out every night and then brushing them. And she was like, oh, I need to inherit those teeth because she figured everybody lost their teeth when they got to be grandma's age, which is maybe 50. Um, so the interest in dentistry had actually started at such a young age. So it was very interesting to, to um, address the why are they the experts at helping people over 40, but also what is each person's unique story it needs to be in the book. I hope that begins to answer the question. Because if every, if every book just asked the same question, it would become the same series of questions, it would become boilerplate. That's and true. um 
I'm I'm all about discovering what's really unique about that about person, you. but also yeah. keeping an eye to what is their goal? What they're launching a movement or launching a business. And you know, I don't even know this about you. Have you written a book yet, Lauren? Mm -hmm. I haven't written a book yet, but our CEO, Netta, um, wrote a book called Rise Up For You. It's the same name as the company. And it has a lot of the curriculum, actually, that we use with our coaching clients and leadership, how to regain your confidence, all of that. So it's neat because she she does tell a lot of stories in there as well about yeah. her growing up, how her parents put a lot of confidence in her, how exactly same similar to the dentist started the company with $100 after you know, a failed marriage and moving, you know, moving out of the, from the, from Canada back to the U S with nothing and really amazing story. Yeah. And how has your company having that book rise up for you enabled you to have more authority and more impact in your space? Absolutely. I mean, every time we go to an in-person event now that a lot of those are back, we have our books, our clients get our book. We it's we're seeing more as that type of expert. And it's a great resource just yeah. for people to be able to use to implement strategy. Yeah. A lot of people worry about, well, will people still want my coaching or consulting or come to my events? You don't need to worry about that in my experience. You know, uh, bless people with all of the content that you possibly can and the right people who have the budget will want more. They will want to come to your events, your workshops. They'll want the, the group coaching. They'll want the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you don't have to worry because there's only, you know, there's no matter how much you put in a book, my first published book, I had the naive idea that that would be it and people could read the book and then I could go back to being a film and television producer. But the book brought more people to to me as it does. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is Amazon. You know, when I started writing books, it was that whole that whole uh, difficult thing of getting a publisher, getting an agent, how do you distribute it? Oh my gosh. Um, but nowadays, Amazon, you can just, yeah. you don't have print on demand, you don't have to have a warehouse of books. And Amazon is the number three search engine. So anybody with any kind of expertise in my completely biased opinion, is very well served to have a book on Amazon that presents that expertise or presents them as a leader. And then it's very easy for your clients to refer you. They're like, oh, well, check out the, you know, the the uh, Rise Up For You podcast, but also read the book. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we, we always like to say you don't want to be a content, just like consuming, consuming, but be a content activator. And, you know, oftentimes we will say, people will tell us the same thing. Well, I don't want to give too much content away for free. I don't want to offer, you know, whether it's in a book or whether it's in a download, but people mostly don't implement what they hear. Yeah, and true. that is why they need the person. They need you. They need us for that accountability to work through their limiting beliefs. Like that is where you get the action. Usually most yeah. people won't read a book. And then, you know, how many books can we read around health? Yeah, Yet does you know not that drinking coffee is bad, but I'm enjoying my pumpkin <laughs> <spice> this morning. <laughs> but you know, there's so many different angles of that, and yet having the book is a great resource and a great credibility tool. Oh, Lauren, I love that—a content activator. That is so right on the money. Yeah, I totally love that because all the theory in the world is not going to do you any good if you don't take action. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's what I find like with my clients, we typically meet on Zoom once a week and it keeps the momentum going with their book. If it, if it wasn't for our weekly meetings, they probably wouldn't be working on their book, you know, once a month, once every two months. 
amazing how it doesn't get done if you only work on it once every two months. <laughs> exactly. Having that accountability with you, just like if you had a personal trainer to get in better shape, yeah. it gives you that structure and that accountability. Well, tell us, Aurora, how we can find out more about you as well. And I know if we go to your website, we can get some maybe freebies and some different resources. Yeah, absolutely. If people go to uh, aurorawinter.com, A-U-R-O-R-A-W-I-N-T-E-R.com, as you have on the, for those who are watching in the video, or you can uh, DM me on LinkedIn and say hi and let me know if you'd like uh, some help with your with your book or with your communication skills. And I'd be glad to glad to help that we have a, a number of free resources you can get and sign up for online. And uh, please do do yourself a favor and read my my new book, Turn Words into Wealth Blueprint for Your Business, Brand and Book. It will help you make a bigger impact and make multiple streams of income. And it's Books are such good value, so inexpensive, but they can also get a free book called Marketing Fast Track wherever books are sold. So if there's any hesitation to pony up just a couple of bucks for a book, you can get a free book called Marketing Fast Track. I love that. And here's your LinkedIn as well, uh, your first and last name, Aurora Winter. And it's great because we love LinkedIn. We were talking about that before the podcast. Yeah. Definitely most, you know, I think it's up to 800 million people on LinkedIn yeah. now, professionals all around the globe that are looking for you, looking for your resources. So if you're not on LinkedIn, this is our plug. <laughs> Get on LinkedIn. I wish LinkedIn paid us, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. Get on LinkedIn so you can connect with people. Well, what do you think is kind of a next step for you? What do you see in the next few years? Writing more books, helping more clients. Do you have sort of a, a vision or an impact you want to make? Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, I my mission is to launch thought leaders because I believe that the biggest contribution I can make to the world is taking people like yourself, Lauren, who are already up to something, who are already making a difference and help them broadcast their message in a more powerful way so that they can touch, inspire and uplift more people. So that's my mission to launch more thought leaders. And it does kind of look like a continuation of what I'm doing. And for funsies, I'm also writing this uh, fantasy series because I was inspired by C.S. <laughs> Lewis and the Narnia series of books. So for funsies, I'm doing that. So that's new. And now that COVID maybe sort of seems to have settled down, I'm going to add back having like a really fun VIP event at least once a year so that people can actually be working on their books together and, uh, you know, have some have some margaritas or iced tea, as the case may be, in exotic in exotic locations. What about you? What are your big plans? That was such a good question. Oh, thank you. Well, here we are working. Our CEO has a couple of TED Talks already. And so in the next year, I'm going to have a TED Talk. Fabulous. And just looking not only in the book space, but in the speaking space, where can we add value and contribute yeah. because it makes an impact? And especially inside of confidence and emotional intelligence and leadership, that's one of the areas that we love. So more speaking opportunities so that we can have the story and have the message. Absolutely. Well, speaking is the highest paid profession. Hillary Clinton got $250,000 for one talk. <laughs> I like half of half of that. Okay. <laughs> but of course, most speakers are need to have a book because that's kind of, uh, it's sort of like having an MBA or a PhD. 
uh, a book is sort of the key that opens those speaking opportunities at that at that next level. <laughs> so good for you. I look forward Thank to you. watching that TED Talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we also love to ask when we are, have guests on, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? I really love the name of your show, Rise Up For You. And I have listened to a couple of uh, wonderful episodes. I, I think that it it's an invitation, uh, a, a gentle but inspiring invitation to be our very best selves. So it speaks to not just surviving, but thriving. And also how can, for me, it means like, how can I rise up in a way that lifts others? Like the floods that we're having now in British Columbia, <laughs> but in a good way, you know? So how, how can, how can uh, what I do and what I say and what I put out in the world be an invitation for others also to rise up because we're all in this together. Uh, it's just an illusion that we're separate. <laughs> Absolutely. We are all, all together. Just like we talked about, we're a whole person. Yeah. You know, our work life is not separate. We are also all together as human beings. And what about you? What does it most mean to you? It's probably evolved over time what rise up for you means to you, Lauren. I relate it to that quote about rising tides lifts all boats. So mm -hmm. as I get better as a leader and my emotional intelligence and my social awareness, I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm better with our clients. I like yeah. it starts with me, though. Rise up for me. Yeah. And then who knows what kind of collaboration, et cetera, and inspiration it can be. But first, it starts with us. Yeah. And I think the best way for people to rise up is to double down on their communication skills. It, it really blew me away. There's a book called Significant Objects, and they took 100 distinct objects, all different objects with different writers, and they put them on eBay with a story or without a story. And they even, you know, they even were transparent and said, this is part of a little experiment. Um, but it was a very good experiment, 100 different objects, 100 different authors or writers, and the stories just added significance. So for example, it could be this pot mitt was owned by my grandmother and I remember how she would bake chocolate chip cookies. So what difference do you think it made in the value of the objects that sold on eBay, Lauren? I bet it was huge. People felt that emotional connectivity. They knew where it came from, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, most people would guess that maybe it would double the value, but the truth is it increased the sales by 27 times, 2,700%. Wow. Wow. So most entrepreneurs are caught in the trap of thinking, you know, to optimize their their widget, their products or services. They're working on the thing, <laughs> but they're not working on talking about the thing. So yeah. I love to share that story to just remind us it's really valuable to work on your stories, to work mm -hmm. on your communication, to work on your clarity. I mean, Steve Jobs practiced for three weeks before Apple launches. So I'm sure he had a lot of other things to do, but that was a great yeah. ROI. So as you are, you know, practicing for your TED Talk, maybe you'll write a book too. It can seem like, oh, that's a lot of time to spend doing that. But if you could have a 2X or a 27X ROI, <laughs> that's a good return. That's a great return. Oh, I love that. So many nuggets for everyone listening, no matter if you sell widgets or you have a product <laughs> or service, or you're, you're, you're a leader inside of a company and you want to be heard at a meeting. I mean, yeah. all of that, the communication is key. Well, Aurora, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thanks, Lauren. It was great to connect with you.
Uh, it was awesome. What a great show. We could keep talking about communication, leadership all day and, and book writing and storytelling. Well, it's been my pleasure to be your host today. We want to let you know that we have a challenge and we are starting it. So if you're watching us live, it will run all of December. And if you're interested, you can text challenge to 949-416-0671. And as always, we have many freebies you can grab on our website riseupforyou.com. Click on the top and you can download many confidence, leadership, emotional intelligence, as well as corporate resources. Until the next show, rise up for you and I will see you soon.